This is a Broad Pods production. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. People say life is a journey, not a destination. But how do you know you're on the right path? If only we could see the signs when they appear. Well, I'm Amy Kwa. And I'm Jo Stanley. And on A to B, we speak to fascinating people about how they navigated their way to be here now, having profound impact on the world. We hope our conversations will help you reflect on everything you've been through to get here. The triumphs, challenges and bumps along the road. And if you haven't already... Find your own map to what matters. When you have nothing to lose, when you come from nothing, I worked with A-list actors, A-list directors. I'm like, you're no better than me. You have to believe in yourself. And if you don't, you're going to have people tell you you're too fat, you're not talented, you're too young, you're too old. Somebody's always going to have chatter. I am so excited about this guest. What a woman. I mean, how do we even describe her, Mimi? Jo, I'm just going to say no wallflower. (laughs) Definitely not. Our guest today is Darcy Donovan. You might know her from the movie Anchorman and a whole lot of other TV that she's done. She is a super accomplished actress and we do dip into the bright lights of Hollywood, which, let's admit it, is always fun. But the fascinating thing that Darcy is doing now is demystifying Web3, if you haven't heard about it, you're about to, blockchain, and the one that I really want to understand, cryptocurrency. Yeah, she's known as the crypto queen to millions of people around the world. Millions. Millions. And she's really focused on helping women develop their skills in this area to achieve financial independence. I love it. Here's Darcy Donovan, veritable powerhouse. Oh, Darcy, it is such a delight to have you join us on A to B. I am so glad to be here. I'm really excited. I'm really uh, looking forward to talking to you ladies. Well, you know, A to B is about the journey, right, from where a person begins on their path to sitting here today. So the A to B, right? It's definitely not a straight line for you though, right? Like you have just had so many stop-offs along the way. Like it's like your path would look like a very squiggly line. What is the most surprising or most unexpected thing that you've done in your journey? Well, I mean, making it to where I'm at, you know, and I would also have to say, you know, not having rich parents, 
not having, uh, you know, parents that, you know, were in the entertainment industry or, or really like had their own business, you know? So it's like, I mean, my mom was businesswoman of the year in Nashville, Tennessee, several years ago. So that, I mean, my mom always had a business sense about her, but at the same time, it's like, as, at a young age, you know, when I was doing pageants, if I, there was something I wanted to do, I went out there and got the money. I went out there and hustled. I would go from place to place, to business to business to get money that I needed. So to me, it's, I earned it at my way from the ground up. I was self-made and I'm definitely the opposite of Paris Hilton. <laughs> I mean, you know, I like, and I think that's kind of, it's, you know, it's like that story that underdog story and people need to hear that and yeah I am much like a military coach when I have business and stuff like that I'm I'm definitely an alpha female and I want to teach other women to be that way because a lot of women feel stifled with their voice and they don't speak out and hey listen this was over you know years it's not like you know overnight so I tell people, you know, with age comes wisdom. So, you know, don't be scared of age. And the thing is, is that I have people that come to me and they're in their 70s, they're in their 80s, and I help them with their businesses and they're thriving and doing great, better than they ever did in their 20s, 30s, or even their 40s. So Darcy, let's stay with your childhood for a minute because we are just fascinated to know what that was like growing up in the environment that you did and having to be so self-sufficient, what is it or who was it who supported you or encouraged you? Where did you get that spark from to actually go out and do it on your own to an extent? I don't know. I just had a defiant attitude. I don't know. I was always, if somebody told me I couldn't do something, you know, I would be like, oh, I'm going to show you. And, you know, my mom's kind of the opposite. I love my mother. Don't get me wrong. But you know, my grandmother is was a full-blooded German, very straightforward to the point, did not filter anything, you know, and she would just say it like it is, you know, like, I'd be like, Grandma, I'm going to do a beauty pageant, I'm going to do it. Ah, you ain't doing no beauty pageant, you know, she'd just say it like that, you know, like, thanks, you know. So, and my grandfather was just, you know, an Italian he was super smart, super sweet, but very quiet. And my grandfather, you know, was always there. And it's like, it's like the type of person he never had one enemy. Like he was just, you never heard him speak an ill word about anybody. He says, if you don't have anything nice to say about anybody, just don't say it. I mean, he served in the military. And so he was really somebody that I looked up to. But, you know, my parents divorced when I was two. And my dad was going to go pro football or pro baseball. So, you know, my dad's a coach. My dad is very alpha. Uh, and, you know, they divorced when I was two. My mom moved to Nashville. And, you know, my dad, uh, you know, moved back to a town that's like an hour away from, from Tennessee or, or from Nashville. So he moved back to his hometown. And, you know, my mom was a single mom raising me pretty much. I mean, I did have three brothers um, with my, my dad. but I, And I feel like they're my, you know, they're my brothers. I mean... We did. Ra- I did grow up with him, but I've always been around boys. So, you know, and my dad, like, you know, if I get it was like nobody ever felt sorry for me. It's like if I if I fell down and broke my jaw while I was playing, my dad be like, you know, fix your jaw. And I'd be like, OK, like this. Yeah. You know? 
He'd be like, oh, you're fine here. You know, just <laughs> let's just try to get you back in play. Oh, just walk it off. You know, <laughs> he didn't care. Darcy, I, I love that I read you said, um, or maybe I heard it in a podcast with you, where you said, I can hold my own in any room. And I just was like, that's something I aspire to. I'm learning still. I think there are rooms where I am intimidated, right? And I hate that about myself. No. So what is it about you? You have, I mean, you say that you're naturally defiant, but have you had to learn to silence that imposter syndrome, that voice in your head that says you're not worthy? No, um, I think, okay, the way that you, if you have nothing to lose, like I've came from nothing. There have been times where like, you know, when you have nothing to lose, when you come from nothing and it's like money doesn't matter, you know what I mean? Did, does that make sense? Then you're just kind of like, you walk in and you just don't care. You, you don't let them see you sweat, but it's like, you know, I worked with A-list actors, A-list directors. I'm like, you're no better than me. You know, we get up the same way. We rise and shine. We go to the restaurant. I mean, you're no better than me. That's the way I feel. What we are so interested in, in our conversations that Joe and I have on A to B is those moments when you had your own sliding door moment. And in your case, what was it or when was it that you kind of had that moment where somebody said, you are a star, like I'm recognizing you now, Darcy Donovan, as being the star that you already knew that you were? Like, what was that moment for you? I've, I've had it since I was a kid. I told people that I was going to do it. And they said, no, you're not going to do it. And I said, yeah, no, yeah, I am. You know, I made my own way. You have to believe in yourself. And if you don't, you're going to have people tell you you're too fat, you're too this, you're too, you're not talented. You can't do this. You're a woman. Uh, you're too young. You're too old. Somebody's always going to have chatter is what I call. But was there something in there that was your biggest break? Like, was there, like, was it breaking into Hollywood, you know, getting the, the role in, you know, an international movie? What was, what was the time when you thought that's my big break? Well, it was interesting. Um, I won a pageant. I won a, a Miss Nashville, Tennessee pageant. So that was a big deal won that. And uh, when they give you prizes, you know, they always give you prizes, you know, hey, you won this. So uh, one of the prizes was to go to a uh, acting coach. Now I had been in drama. I was in theater through, you know, college and then high school and stuff. I, I've done stuff like, you know, and uh, then I beat out kids for a commercial when I was a kid. But it was like, I liked it and stuff and I enjoyed it, but I didn't see it as, oh, this is what I'm going to do. It was always music, music, music. I was following my music career. So the interesting thing was one, this, uh, one, one, this certificate went to him one-on-one -on -one coach with this big Hollywood, you know, acting coach. So I go and he's like, Hey, I'm going to put you on camera. So he puts me on camera and, uh, yeah, I gave him my CD because I was more proud of my music. And he looks, he's like, okay, listen, I'm going to sit you down after we did, uh, we did like two or three scenes and he taped it. He goes, listen, I listened to your music. You got a great voice. I love your music. He says, but he says, you're a phenomenal actress. He goes, you really need to go to Hollywood. And I go, what? Yeah. I'm like, really? And he was like, yeah, he's like, you, cause you know, he had me cry on cue and there were scenes that I had to do because I found out like my father had cancer and then I, and, and there was all these emotional scenes that he had me do. And he's like, he's like, I haven't seen anybody with your level. He says that I've had in my classes. He says, you need to go. And coming from somebody like that, I was like, yeah, then you're kind of like, what? <laughs> 
So I just was like, okay. So the real critics were, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, my fiance at the time, very direct. He was very nice to me, but he would tell me, Darcy, that doesn't look good on you. I don't think it's a good idea. Or, you know, you know, he'd tell me certain things like, oh, I like you with less makeup or I like this on you. I mean, he was just very straightforward or, you know, you did a horrible job. I hate the way you sang that. He would just tell me. So um, I thought, okay, they're going to him. And he was with his buddies watching football. So they had the break, you know, the halftime. So I said, can I show you this tape? And, t- and you all just, just lay it out. Now I'm thinking they're going to tell me, you know, this guy's just full of crap. He just wanted your money, which I didn't have to pay him. So I'm like, you know, I won the thing. And so it was free. So I was just like, he, they're going to tell me. They all, all four of them looked at it and I'm, you know, they're watching it and I'm just like biting my fingernails going, oh God. And my ex-fiance looked at me and he says, we got to go to Hollywood. And I went, what? And he goes, we got to go to Los Angeles. And I was like, really? And so he goes, yeah. And so, you know, I really, I will say that he, he was very, very, um, uh, like the catalyst for a lot of things because he had a friend that his best friend ended up moving to California, which was just so, it was just crazy how it happened. So then we went and stayed at his place, you know, and got kind of, that's what California does. People come here and they fall in love with the town. It's like, it's insane. You, you come and then you don't want to leave. And that's how it happened. It just started from there. I got on a soap opera and boom, 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 boom. Wow. I think it's, um, you know, we have to acknowledge and it can't be overstated or even underestimated how that, that's a big thing to come from Nashville to just suddenly go to L.A. Um, and as you say, self-made, not rich parents. You know, that actually is a harder thing that probably people realize. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that don't want to leave their small towns. There's people that don't want to leave the comfort. But it's like, you know, I was out at at 17 years of age. Like, I I was out on my own. So I feel like when you're kind of in the survival mode and then you kind of grow up at a younger age, you know, um, I feel like that kind of makes you more in tune with the world and what's going on. And it's, you know, and I love my family and everything, but it's like my career. I mean, that was like my thing that I mean, I always put that first. I mean, it was God first and then career, you know, and that's what I always wanted to be. I always wanted to be successful. Even at a young age, I said, this is what I'm going to do. And, you know, the acting and the mute, my music career and all the businesses that I work with. I mean, I just, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way. So, I mean, di- diamonds are made under pressure. I was always under pressure. So, you know, I was very rough <laughs> around the edges. And then it's just, I tell you wisdom, as you get older, you know, you start to get, you start to get the effort factor is what I call it. You start to just be like, eh, oh, yes. you don't care. It's oh, like, yes. eh, you know. Yeah. And I, I really believe when you detach from the outcome, things just fall into place so much more beautifully than when you're obsessed with how things are going to turn out. Don't you find? Oh, yeah. And and I mean, here's the deal. Like, I don't care what anybody, like, I don't care if somebody doesn't like me. I don't care what people, like, I always will be Southern and respectful. If you don't respect me, then I'm not going to respect you. That's, it's, it's always, but at the same time, I mean, like my kryptonite is my mother. I will say that. And so a lot of times when I have stuff to do or visit me, I will not talk to her because I'm like, she is not going to ruin this meeting. But you know, anybody else could say stuff. It's just really me. It's just my mother. 
So she's just. I think that's our mothers or fathers oh for God. most of us. <laughs> she calls me baby girl. You know, I'll never forget. She was at her, this was she when she was working in human resources one time. She she's like, oh, I want y'all all to meet my baby girl. And I walk in, they're thinking a toddler or something, you know, and I walk in and I'm all like decked out and stuff. They're like, baby girl. (laughs) Some grown up baby girl. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm like, uh. oh, Darcy, you make me laugh. Um, (laughs) So you, I mean, you bring so much wisdom and you wrote a book, Darcy's Daily Dose of Inspiration, right? And I know that your work on, on your social media is so much about inspiring. There it is. Oh my God. It's like literally a daily not just one little quote, but really intense kind of lessons in there. And I, I just love it because it's it doesn't pull any punches. Like you really hold us to account. You know, you really kind of challenge people to step into your own power and not be passengers in your life, right? Well, thank you. Well, I mean, here's the deal. Okay, listen, everybody has their own gift. Like Mimi, She's gifted in certain ways that I'm not. You're, you know, Joe, you're gifted in certain ways that I'm not. And everybody needs to understand that they have their gifts and to bring them out and to like nourish that. But not everybody's a great singer and they think they're a great singer and they're not. And then there's people that think they're great actors and they're not. I'm like, okay, go behind the scenes. You know, you know, listen, I would love to be able to draw. I have friends that make the beautifulest paintings. I cannot draw a stick man to save my life. I mean, nobody, when we're playing Pictionary, the game where you draw, I, I'm the last one to get on a team. But I'm a damn good picker. I'm like, you pick me, we'll win, because I'll I'll figure it out. <laughs> but I can't draw. So you're like, you're like play to your strengths. You're very much a play to your strengths woman. And how did you, like, I just want to segue into what you're doing now in the business world, which is so many things, but one of them is the cryptocurrency and a whole galaxy of things that I certainly do not fully understand. So I'm hoping that you are going to be able to illuminate us a little bit around what you are doing in this crypto, NFT, Web3 world. The one thing I want to say is that, you know, we got to think about in 1992 about, uh, you know, computer and the Internet and how it came out. It was not huge. I mean, it and then it was like people don't realize that to use it, it eventually if you wanted to buy something, you had to call an 800 number, talk to a person, then punch your credit card in. So and people are like, oh, my God, I mean. I don't know if they had that in Australia or anything, but it was like in the U.S. It was like Y2K is what they called it. Everybody was going to die in year 2000. I had neighbors that literally like were bringing water, like bunches of water in their garage because they're like, this is the end. And people yeah, it's were a like, bomb shelter situation. Yeah. And people were like, the Internet is evil. It's of the devil. It's so bad. And now look at this. Could you we couldn't we didn't even have that what we're doing right now. We, this wasn't even ever thought of. I mean, it was just like, just to watch how it, everything happened. So I tried to do things and I mean, yeah, okay. We know I love men, men. I love you. If you're watching, I'm just saying some guys like to hear their own voice and they like to talk these big words. (laughs) I try to do things relatable so that people can understand them. And that's what a lot of the media was saying. You make things relatable so that, you know, there is mass adoption and people can understand. So um, what we've got to understand is throughout history, there has been um, numerous shifts in the way that we pay for things. Um, like, let's go back to when uh, you would trade a pig for a chicken. 
Uh, then it was jewels, gold and silver. Then banking started to evolve and you would see like lines of credit and paper money. So then when we moved to paper money and credit cards, then online uh, payment processing began. So crypto is just the next evolution to that, you know, where everything is tracked uh, instead of like, you know, um, online banking servers are tracked. It's like hundreds and thousands of computers all around the world. I'm so if you think about it, uh, it's much safer than traditional banking because bank servers uh, can get hacked. Uh, and, and while someone may be able to hack, you know, a few computers, they're not going to be able to hack hundreds of computers. You know what I mean? They're not going to be able to do it, do that. So that's the one thing that I was like looking at. I was like, this is a big deal. Then I always tell people, you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. And if there is the smartest person in the room, go out there and hang out with them. See what they know. Ask them, how did you make it? What did you do? I'm always very inquisitive. And people love to talk about themselves. So, you know, you're basically going to school for free, especially men. Men love it. Ladies, they love it. I mean, you know, ask a guy about a car and he'll be like, oh, you put the shift on the hamburger and then you go like that. And, the, and my mom's like telling me like my my stepdad builds. He will build cars. He is so talented. But she, he'll like sit there for an hour and just tell her about stuff. And she's just like. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah, that's great. She has no idea what he's saying. No clue. You know, but afterwards, he's so excited because, you know, she told him, you know, a bunch of stuff. But, you know, you can learn a lot of things by going to meetings, you know, meeting other uh, successful women, because everybody always gives their own tidbit of a great information and business information. So, you know, um, I'm very excited because, you know, the A-list actor told me to diversify. He was like, you know, use what you're doing with the entertainment industry. He goes and, uh, you know, that's he's, what he said he does. And if you see, it's like The Rock, uh, you know, he's doing like beer or something, vodka. Uh, you know, a lot of other actors are doing perfumes or they're doing, uh, you know, vegan stuff. Like, hey, if I, I want to do a vegan. Like Gwyneth Paltrow has, has goop. Uh, so it's. That's the one thing is I always tell people, especially women, diversify, diversify, and always have a plan B. I cannot stress this enough. It's good to love a man. It's good to be in a relationship, but you always have that plan B. It's kind of if a fire if a fire is in your house, okay, what's going to happen if it's in your bedroom? Do you have a way to get out of it? Do you have a way to pivot? Because us as women, I mean, you know, I we... We it is a male dominated industry. I just love that you've said that about diversification, having a plan B, because I've done so many things in my career and so many people have said to me, Oh, why don't you just stick to one thing? And you've just hit the nail on the head. It is See, about yeah, don't having, listen to yeah, it's, it's a noise. <laughs> everybody always thinks they know everything. Ah. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Web3, I've been looking it up, I've been trying to educate myself around Web3, but I still don't quite get it. Well, Web3 um, encompasses crypto, it, uh, NFTs, uh, it, uh, the metaverse, and anything um, using uh, blockchain uh, technology. Uh, th- that's the next evolution in like technology, finance, and like social engagement. So so how will I use it though? Um, well, I mean, the blockchain is uh, decentralized. Um, it's, like, it's like a digital ledger. Does that make sense? That, you know, allows for like secure and transparent transactions. So you see what other people are doing. So if you're investing in a company or, you know, you're a holder of an NFT, you can actually see, hey, is that money going to what they said it's going to be going? Me as an investor, am I going to get that? You know, uh, just think of uh, it as a digital version of like a jewelry box. Um, It keeps your valuables safe and it keeps them organized. But can we access Web3 now? How do we how do we access that? Oh yeah, yeah. That's like um, there's several ways to access it. It depends on what you want to do. If you want to go, you know, do you want to get an NFT? Do you want to get into crypto? Do you want to um, get into the metaverse? Uh, you know, I'm a co-owner of a metaverse, so it's like you know, um, you know, you got to get a crypto wallet first. The one thing I will tell for everybody watching, um, we have. Uh, I tell everybody, so everybody listening get involved with Twitter spaces. So you can go to my Twitter space um, every three, every Saturday at 3 p.m. PST. We have a start. It's called Star Dog Saturdays. And we have, we talk about, um, we let people come up. Any questions that they want to ask, um, you know, and we have people ask, you know, I don't know what to do. You know, I've started my own, uh, I've started training or I, I've looked on television and our, you know, the internet and I don't understand. I tell people it's, it's good to do your research. It is good to uh, go on YouTube. YouTube has a lot of tutorials, a lot of things that can benefit them to help with web three. Uh, I, I suggest watching videos on YouTube. I'm telling you a lot of amazing information. Um, I don't believe everything that you hear. Uh, I mean, you always do your research and investigate. Um, I'm very well known in the space. I work with some of the biggest companies in the space, but here's the deal. Right here, I'll, I'll, you two right now, where you're at and you don't know anything, you can be billionaires. In the, in the, and, and let me tell you why. Because we're only in 5% of Web3. It's like being at the bottom of Amazon or Google. Okay, and the NFT space that I'm in is is less than that. It's four percent. Let's go, billionaires! Exactly. And I'm talking about the whole world. I'm talking about out of the entire universe. Only, you know, a minute. uh, You know, there's only five to four percent that know about all this. So you've got to think of how it was in 1992. If somebody said, "Hey, I got a thing called the internet. Do you want to invest in it? Do you want to be part of it?" So Joe and Mimi, how rich do you think you'd be right now? (laughs) <laughs> oh, I don't really understand it. <laughs> Darcy, I have to say that in terms of like a woman, Darcy, in terms of a woman who is impacting the world across generations, I've got four children and I've interviewed a lot of well-known people and 
whenever I mention to my kids who I'm interviewing, they're like, who? But when I said your name, my 17-year-old son was like, I know exactly who she is. He trades in crypto. And I was like, oh, my gosh, hallelujah, finally someone my kids know as well. So it's like you're reaching so many different generations with the work that you're doing. Well, that may – and you tell them I'll give them a hug and give me your address and I'll send them something. I <laughs> <laughs> love that. I'll send them, I'll send them some sad photos of uh, film set stuff that we've done. But – uh you know, the thing is, is that I, it, this is really like we're again at the bottom of everything. And it's very exciting because, um, I mean, I'm telling you, nine year olds are in this. Uh, we had a 15 year old. I'm, well, he was at the time I met him, he was 14. I was a keynote speaker at a convention. And um, this little boy, I'm like, man, I want to, I want to invest in him. He is smart. I mean, just so intelligent. And he's only like, he was only like 14. Okay. Let me ask another, because yeah, I'm not nine. I feel <laughs> my feeble mind. You, I know that you're working on an NFT Web3 film project, right? So where will we see that? Okay. We're working on it right now. What we're doing right now is we are basically the NFTs are, y'all know, on non-fungible tokens. So the project was inspired by my rescue dog, Max. So he's like my guiding star, hence, you know, star dogs. So the project is is like really cutting about through the red tape in Hollywood because it takes people years, like in some people, decades, decades, and, and they don't even ever make it at all. And they spend hundreds and thousands of dollars, you know, on classes, headshots, you know, headshots, uh, acting coaches, whatever. Um, but Star Dogs is changing all that. So I'm like giving opportunities, you know, for people in Web3, as well as uh, uh, people that, you know, want to be on the crew or want to be having a speaking role in a movie. You know, Star Dogs is what we call the golden ticket to Hollywood. And that's what we're doing because, you know, I want to give more people the opportunity that would have never had the chance. I mean, I, God, I wish I had this chance when I was a kid. Now, it was a really great segue when you're talking about kids and how kids just get it. You know, they get it so much more quickly than grown-ups do. This brings us to our section of the show where we bring an origin story that may have some relevance to the conversation and it may, and I hope, surprise and delight you and Joe. <laughs> you know, I love it, Mimi. So this story is about how a little boy, a nine-year-old boy, in fact, influenced the name and is responsible indirectly for the name of a very well-known household name. And I won't reveal what it is because the reveal will come at the end. So the story begins in 1920 when a nine-year-old boy called Milton was reading a comic book and he loved the main character of that comic book so much that he inspired his mathematician uncle to name a previously unrecognized number with the name of the comic book character. Now the number was 10 to the power of 100. So that's 10 with 100 zeros after it. If we fast forward to 1995 at Stanford University, where two friends came up with a computer search engine. They called it Backrub. Now, luckily, they changed the name of the search Backrub's engine because terrible. they got some feedback from people. It's a terrible name. Backrub was a bad name for a search engine. 
So instead, they were inspired by this idea of the expression of one followed by or 10 followed by 100 zeros to reflect their mission of organising the world's information to make it universally accessible and useful and Google was born. So the word Google, (laughs) I know. So a nine-year-old boy came up with Google in 1920. So it was a a cartoon or a comic that used this word Google. It was a comic book and the comic book character was called Barney Google, G-O-O-G-O-L, and so that just morphed into Google as we know it with an L-E on the end. And so little did nine-year-old Milton know in the 1920s that his favourite comic book character, Barney Google, would one day become the multinational juggernaut that it is now. And obviously Google, as Darcy would know all too well, is a very centralised place where we get our information. And what you are promoting is the decentralisation of currency and a whole lot of other things. Well, you know, we're giving power to the people. That's what we're doing. And, you know, there is, um, there, we need it. I, I, I think that, you know, it's the same thing with Hollywood. There's been, it's, I don't really know. I don't really think there's not even any women's studio heads, really. There's some, but not very many. You don't hear it. We have some directors, lady directors that are coming out, but it's not like it's a common thing. So, you know, the thing is, is that we need more alpha females leading the space. Um, and especially in a technology where it's male dominated, it's good to see that. But at, but something that Joe said earlier kind of kind of still stuck with me. You know, I have people on my team. I and and you know they look at me and they're like Darcy. I don't know how you do it. I can't get up. You know, at four in the morning, talk to the media, and then have three other. I don't know how you do it. Like they could, they would literally have hives if they were talking to you right now. But they're amazing women. These women, I mean, it's hilarious. They can, they could like, you know, do laps around a pool when it comes to graphics, uh, computer stuff. I mean, they're right up there, but this is not their wheelhouse. So what I tell everybody is, you know, um, that's get with a team. Uh, what I see, what I see is that some people, it's like everybody sometimes wants to be the, the leader or this or that, but you can't. It's like there's a, a, thing that I did in the space and I talked about it. I, I mean, you, you all know the Rolling Stones, right? I mean, they're a huge band and they've said they've uh, stood the test of time, but not everybody's a Mick Jagger. Okay. But you, you also had everybody else in that band that was an integral part of the Rolling Stones to make it the huge band that it is today. And so um, everybody on my team, I mean, I, I, we're like a SEAL team, you know, and we, and it's a lot of women. There's a lot of women that work for me. And, you know, but my thing is, is that I empower them to be better. You know, I want women to be better, but I also hold them to a high standard. So, you know, I don't let women feel sorry for themselves. I don't sit there and I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, you're going to, you're going to get up. We're going to, we're going to fix this. You know, you know, I don't care what anybody says, you know, we're going to, we're going to, there's always, there's always an answer. Always. I don't care who you are. There always is an answer. And for people that sit there and, and tell you they know everything or this or that, no, there's all you should be learning every single day. The person who you are right now, next year we talk again, we should be completely different. We should say this happened and this happened and this happened. And, and you know, my hair might be up to here. Who knows? <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I, have a mohawk. I don't know. But, you know, the thing is, is we should always be excelling. If you told me I was going to do a book, 
I'd have told you you're crazy. And then, you know, but the thing is, is then I did, I did a book. I mean, I would have never, when I was 19, 20 or in my early 20s, I would have never thought about doing that. And so it's just, you know, you kind of got to like go with what, you know, what, what life is calling you, you know? And the main thing is, is that, you know, uh, women need to understand that it's a known fact that, you know, men outnumber women four to one in tech jobs. That's just the way it is, but you got to hold your own. I, you know, I do feel like that translates, you know, to web three as well, you know, with men outnumbering, uh, you know, women approximately two to one, it's pretty crazy or five to or six to one. But you know what I love? What I love, Darcy, and I see now actually that there's that Web three and the decentralization of it is kind of a metaphor for exactly what you have done, which is taking back the power from the people who own the centralized service. Right? Web three allows us to do that, and you have done that in your entire life. You have just gone. You know what? I'm going to go in and take it. I'm not waiting for the people that own it to give it to me. I think that's a really beautiful metaphor. I love you, Joe. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, and that's and that's exactly it. I mean, if somebody's like, "Hey, you can't," I'm like, "Yeah, oh, you can't get." You know, you know, there's a fire. We're all gonna die. I'm like, "Oh, hell no, we're not. Get out that tool over there. We're gonna cut through the cut through the wall." And that's how you have to look at it. You know, yeah. And look, everything Darcy that you said is so inspiring and motivating. But we always love to ask our guests, "What is it that you would? Uh, what would you say to describe?" what it is to be Darcy Donovan? What is your be? What is the beingness of you? Like setting aside all of the achievements and the accomplishments and all of the work that you've done, all of the adventures that you've had, what is it to just be in this place now within you? I would say be tenacious. Don't ever give up. That's that's the thing. When you give up, it's not how many times you get hit or get messed over or betrayed. It's how many times you, you come back, you know? Um, and you know, that's, that's the big thing is it's, it's like, you know, people look at me and they're like, Oh, you had, so they have no idea. Oh my God. People that know my backstory when I'm sitting and told them, they go, uh, I, I, I'm surprised you've not gone to drugs. I'm surprised that you've not tried to commit suicide. Yeah, I, you know, knowing my backstory because, you know, I really came from some rock, like there was some hard stuff. You know, my married, my mom married someone who's a very horrible man and did horrible things to us and, you know, uh, sexually abused me. And, and I was nine years of age, you know, so it's like, you know, then I'm having to take care of my mom after he beat her up and put her head together, you know, and take her to the hospital at a, at a young age. And it just kind of made me grow up fast and go, okay, nobody's going to come here to save me. I got to sit here and figure this out. And that's how it's always been with me. And, you know, you kind of go into survival mode. And, I, and what I tell parents, the worst thing you can do is let your kids sometimes, sometimes you got to let them, you know, when you're teaching them to swim, sometimes they got to swallow some water. Okay. They got to go, <coughs> you know, to learn how to swim, you know, and I think that, when you um, coddle, I see that a lot. When you coddle too much and people aren't experiencing, like, listen, I have friends and I love them to death. I think they're amazing, but they've lived what I call in a bubble. Okay. So then when they got out onto the real world, they didn't have anything of, uh, you know, 
they didn't have any idea of really how to hustle, I call it, navigate, you know, deal with things. And, you know, uh, there's, there's two stories that everybody can have. Everybody here, you know, listening, there's two stories you can put in your head. There's a story of a father who was a drunk and he was an alcoholic. He beat his kids. He was just terrible, would do horrible things to him. So when the two boys grew up, he had two sons. So when they grew up, the one son was like, you know, I'm an, he became an alcoholic. He became abusive to his wife and his kids. And he was, and his thing was, well, you know, this is what I was taught. This is what I had. So this is how, you know, this is all I know. Now the other son became a, like almost a billionaire. And he says, I don't want to be anything like my father. He's like, I don't want to be anything like him. He's like, I wanted to be successful and I want to sit here and I, I don't, I don't ever want anybody to think that I can't be the best I can be. So there's two stories that, you know, people become addicts. They get, you know, oh, I had a horrible childhood. Now I'm drinking. And people do that. They do. They mask their pain through drinking, through drugs, through, you know, all kinds of things. And it's sad. And, and I understand that. I really do. But at the same time, you know, what people have also got to do is you got to sit here and go, I got to take care of myself, you know, and I'm not saying it in a selfish way. I feel like you should be a good person and really sit here and, and always, you know, be respectful, be nice, but be an example. So Darcy, then just to, to try and wrap this up, because it's been a very uh, fascinating and there's so much in this conversation, I have to say. One last question for you, Darcy, what would you say then to that, that nine-year-old who is, living the world of such extreme hardship, but also there was something in you that knew that you were going to work to be a success. What would you say to that nine-year-old now? I would, I would tell her, I was like, you know, don't give up, be tenacious. That's, that's don't ever give up. It's when you give up and you lose out on your dream, you know, then that could have been the instant that everything came true. So that's what I would say. Don't, you know, success is earned. (laughs) I love it. Don't give up, Mimi. Don't give up. We love you, Darcy Donovan. I love you too. You are so magnificent. Love you. Thank you for listening. We love you joining us for our A to B chats. Yes, we do. Please see our show notes for our acknowledgement of country and all the people who help us put this podcast together, as well as interesting links to our guests' work and other references we've mentioned. Such as your frequently unverified quotes. Yes, I may (laughs) still need to check a few of those. Thank you. We're Joe and Mimi from A to B. Rate, follow and get in touch on our website. And let us know whose A to B you'd like to find out about. We can't wait for you to hear our next conversation. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 